It's like a deja vu about something that's always, always been here. Yeah? But there's, there's, it's like a deja vu. Every meeting is basically, to me, in my own experience, it's just like an empty hole, really. Yeah. I, I get absolutely nothing out of it. Can't have an experience from it. Can't make anything out of it. If I could have, I would have. My head would have by now. Can't make a thing out of it. It's sort of. But what's cool is you go almost into a vacuum in a weird way. Whatever's whatever pressing issues like physically or emotionally or mentally seem to have been like, uh, let's say, a ring around your Saturn, you know, all day, just go immediately. Uh, their influence stops because your interest and attention goes somewhere else. And then after a period of time of that example, you start thinking, you know, not thinking, but you start entertaining, how could that be real if it disappeared so fast, you know? I mean, it took absolutely no time for it not to have any effect. And after a while, you have those uh, hits and you have you entertain some ideas, and then it brings you, even though right back to where you are actually, but now you sort of have an understanding that matches where you've always been. And that is because you see the impossibility of what you call normal day-to-day living. Yeah? Because a lot of the effects that seem so real, as long as we're in there, as long as we're there, the effects seem so real, but if somehow we get evacuated, th- then all of the influence and all of the, quote, realness of it dismisses. And it has to dawn on you some level that how could anything be real that could be dismissed so quickly? Yeah. And then you, then you start getting little hints that, hey, you know, like all those relationships that never worked, the one constant was me. Yeah? I was in all those situations. I've been in every moment I've ever been in. Yeah? And I try to take out fucking everything else. <laughs> the girl, me. I even try to take out me with drugs and alcohol and meditation or anything else like that. But it seemed I couldn't remove me from the equation. <laughs> and suddenly, you know, it's like... A, if you had like a, like one of those crime st- like shows, and then they're out there after a serial killer, a notorious silly serial killer, and you've got a partner, and you've been working together for years, and then we're, you're finally getting close to supposedly the guy's apartment, and so you break through the door, and then your partner goes, hey, that, that looks like your leather jacket. <laughs> And then it goes into the closet. Hey, I've seen you wear that sweater. Oops, you're the serial killer. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're like the last one to figure it out. <laughs> and so, in a weird way, what all the stuff you felt you happened, you did, and everything like that, you really, you never not been here. And... Uh, I'll tell you, if you were looking at the condition that, let's say, we're entertaining from 30 years ago, it would be, that would be, this exactly is what I was trying to get away from by spirituality. (laughs) So to me, the real spirituality is nothing to be sought after, really. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're going to be have a much more dramatic time when you when you're into the story of Paul, because when the book is the absence of Paul, there's really not much going on. Yet in that, there's something that's always going on. Yeah. So it's a simple invitation, same thing you've heard all the time, and the beautiful opportunity I have because we're not that popular and we're disorganized is you can stay on point yeah, constantly because there's an old story by Ramana Maharshi or supposedly by him and I don't know if I've ever recorded this but someone has shared it with me and the story goes like this people that have been with him for many years were talking about you know uh, should we start teaching you know and so then he came in the room and they asked him, hey, can we start teaching? He says, oh yeah, all of you are qualified to teach, but I don't recommend it. So they were going, what? what? And they go, oh, he goes, yeah, yeah. Because, and they go, why? Because of compassion. And they were like, what? He says, oh yeah, you'll be doing a, giving a talk, and then the people in front of you, you'll have compassion for them and you'll dilute the message. You'll make it like more understandable where they're at instead of just the constant negation of where we think we're at. Yes? Now, you're not going to win a popularity vote by negating where we are. I mean, you're not. I mean, it's not that you have to be certain. The consumers that show up here have had to buy a lot of fucking shit. And they, they thought they and they could never return any of it. They just get stopped. And so they come here and they've been around a couple of the a couple of the rides in the amusement park and um, so maybe they're at the point and there's no point to be at because that's the that's the ever present, always no time point. Which is they're ready for nothing, you know. Not one more addition, not one more subtraction, just recognizing what you're not, it's all that's necessary. And of course you can recognize what you are, because everything that you're not, or seemingly not, of course inherently you're everything, but in this little dream of things, everything that you're not, yeah, can be known, yeah? You can see it. Yeah? You can have an understanding of it. You can apply that to what's seen. The only, the only possibility you have concerning seeing is being it. There's no other possibility. You can't know it. Knowing it, yeah. Understanding it, well, it immediately, it doesn't work. Now, you can know something like, I know math, and then take the exam and get a 90% mark, and then you become a math teacher or something. You can know that. You can know shoes, you can know this, you can know the hours of REI, you can know where the sales are and the clearance sales and return days. And everything. You can know tons of stuff. Yeah. And it can help you here. But you can't know what you are. So the modus operandi we have seen to be, it's been called us, really. See, it's always movement that's implying a stationary object. There's no stationary object. The movement is what implies there's one. The, the thinking, the perceiving, the memory are being used to imply that there's a someone. Yeah. So something that's truly a verb, like all we really are, in a sense, is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. Yeah. 
And then also that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Because the seeing doesn't make the seeing. The hearing doesn't define the hearer. Not the hearing. It's not, there's no hearer. Yes? So there's the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then there's the sense of that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. To me, that's the presence. That's it. Yeah. So... You can't use, like Buddha supposedly said, when you see, see. It's a very simple thing. How hard is that? (laughs) I've already completed his request. I haven't definitely to see anything today. You know what I mean? (laughs) When you hear, hear. Okay, I'm already batting a thousand. When you taste, taste. All right. When you touch, touch, touch. When you smell, whatever. The other one is, all right, you're here. (laughs) And it's so here that you wouldn't even call it here. Yeah. The only what we call here is based on past and future. That's the only way we can come up with a here. Yeah. We have to, it has to be bookended by yesterday and tomorrow to give us any relevance in the way we see, the way we think, the way we do this and do that. Yeah? That like we cannot pick up what's always happening. It's just not in our field of possibility as the action figure. We don't. We miss the biggest event. Because we're looking. Yeah. See, if you look for a chair, you look for ice cream, you look for this, it works. But if you try to look for the event that's always the event, it doesn't. Oops. So you've been applying one modality, or you've been actually the effect of applying of one modality. Usually you call it doing and having, and then trying to become something, yeah, or get something. That implies it or not, yeah? So that modality is constantly being applied to everything here, and a lot of times it works, yeah? You know, if you want to get a job, you've got to go look for a job and stuff. But if you start looking for what you are, or what's always here, you miss it. Ooh, it's such a drag, yeah? You think of shit, you know? So we attempt, we attempt, we believe that we're going to apply this modus operandi to everything. Everything can be known, and we even believe we can be known. But we can only be known as a thing, and we're not thing. Or see, yeah, you can know. That's why the the, the beautiful, like Dogen, a great Japanese Zen master, said, "Is to study Buddhism is to study the self." All right. And to study the self is to forget the self. So if you start knowing what you're not, that understanding... Now, it doesn't produce the seeing, because the seeing is unproducible. It's already inherently so. But the understanding, in a way, it's sort of like you're in an apple orchard, you may get hit by an apple falling, you know? It could be... It could could increase your odds of getting whacked, who knows? But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> so, by understanding what you're not, that's it. Just understand what you're not. It's not difficult. It, it has the same, it repeats constantly. Yeah? That which you're not claims to be that which you are. How does it do that? Yeah? By activities. It can't, it can't just go, there I am, because there's nothing to point to. So what it does is it uses everything that's happening to be used as a pointer to it. 
How does it do it? Simply, it's in the act of claiming. Just like something that something that doesn't have a life has to claim the possibility of life offered somewhere else, and we're sort of like that offering. Yes. So now this this mode I call it selfing. You could call it the phantom. You know. As the presupposing of a non-existent thing, wanting to become, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing, which obviously you you could just stop there. Yeah, if you just hear that sentence, that's all you really need to know. Maybe you like him, maybe you don't. A great master gives you some, you know, information. It says, "Hey, the mental state is presupposing a non-existent thing." Yes. That wants to get salvation. Oh, far out. For the non-existent thing. Bing. <laughs> they were off the game show. <laughs> Next intent. All right. Presupposing non-existent. Yes, yes. Wanting to get salvation. Yes, yes. Uh, for the... Me, no. <laughs> and if you study and, and came back on the show, you would still pour. <laughs> because the, there isn't anyone you can leave. The one that you're taking yourself to be, you can't leave. Yeah? If, you, if you're identified as that one and you attempt to leave the one, we call it an AA, self trying to get out of self. It doesn't work, yeah? So the one can't get out of the one. And the one that's really fucking pissed off about the one is the one that can't get out of it. So it's driven to try to get out of it, yeah? Through drugs, through whatever, you know, like binging, Netflix binging, or something like that, basically. And we're trying to get out of it, but we try to get out of it as that which we like to get out of. <laughs> this, all right, that's the second great scripture. So the presupposing of a non existent thing, and then seeing the stubbornness of it, once the presupposing seems to. Uh, suddenly become the reference point, all your attempts now to get out of it are actually reinforcing the idea you're in it. Or you are it, really. It's worse than being in and out. Yeah, because in and out, yeah, you would think, all right, I'm in, and then I'm out. But see, this thing that you seem to be in is, is an act of identification. So you're in that when you're seemingly in, and you're also in that when you're seemingly out. So, it wasn't a good enough bet for the mental state of that dualistic. I could lose a couple of times. You know, you may really get out. But this way, that which you'd like to get out of is what you're in when you're in, and what you're, and you're still in it when you seem to be out. So you can't win. That's the greatest news of all. Because what is causing the unwinnability to persist is you're attempting to win. You're attempting to know something. You're attempting to grok it. You're attempting to grab it. You're attempting to understand it. All of those methodologies don't work. That's why Zen, you know, a very high level of mind in Zen is I don't know. Because they actually definitely knew what the seemingly trouble was, which is the system that's trying to get salvation for itself. And it's the system you need relief from. You don't need relief for the system anymore. That's the slavery we've been living under. 
you need relief from the system. But the system has that defense mechanism that you will, you're identified as the system you'd like to get relief from, so now the relief looks as if it's poor. That's what happened with me. I had long, I mean, I, there was an authentic feeling when I was young, hey, this place is something going on here, I'd like to get out of here, really. And so drugs and everything like that, and then spirituality, and there was a longing, and I think it was pretty, you know, it wasn't so tainted. I mean, the basic, you know, it's what directed it, tainted it. But the longing was cool. Yeah, this is sort of unbearable. I like to get out of it. So now, all my attempts, and some of them were pretty arduous. I mean, my drug addiction, I think, I, I'm up in the top 0.4 percentile of fucking absolute drug addiction expression. I really did. I went pretty far up, yeah. Not that I'm proud of, but I mean, I, I can at least compare it to all the other things I have done, which many of it was half-assed, like Tai Chi and meditating, and you know, I didn't, I didn't go all around the world and you know get buried for five days and fucking, and then the ayahuasca was after my time, so if I miss out on the whole that situation, so I really, I, there's a lot of space to be questioned, you know, boy, you really didn't try hard enough. You really didn't work hard enough. You needed to meditate longer. First of all, you didn't. You skipped on the purification. <laughs> you needed a long time of purification and all like that. So I could have easily, you know, I could have been guilty. Yeah, because but then I come to one example, which is drug addiction, where there's nothing can touch me because I loved it. I gave everything I had to it. I lived for it. I worship it was my religion. It really was. When people would come over, my girlfriend would say, and they go, what's Paul doing? I'm shooting coke. And they go, don't, that's his fucking sacrament. Fucking don't fuck with his religion. I mean, I was hoping that it would take me out of here. I really did. I had a logic. I had my own scriptures. The scripture was, if you could taught your mental state enough and hold it, it would snap and you'd be in another state. Well, in fact, it didn't work. <laughs> because you can't transcend an imaginary place. That was the problem. I mean, so that one area, I think I did the best I could have possibly done. I have no qualms, man. I didn't, didn't ease up or anything. Yeah? I mean, I had to be stopped by the authorities. <laughs> I was such a great devotee. If I was at a spiritual thing, I'd be kissing the master's feet every fucking day because nothing stopped me to get up front. Yeah? Really, so so you have this. You don't have to sleep, but it's a really nice, relaxed. Because there's nothing needed to be added on or subtracted. You're already entertaining constantly, just like seeing. Seeing, there's another. I think there's another uh, act of consciousness which is entertaining. It's constantly entertaining. This is being entertained. The dreaming is being entertained. If if that which if that which is real wasn't entertaining this, this no, nothing would be going on. And actually nothing is going on. So, I, I humbly believe that why, when something like in recovery we talk about this acronym, false evidence appearing real, fear, yeah? And you most of, usually it's up here in where you call your head. It's not your head, obviously. You're not having thoughts in your head. They're just, yeah. 
So, false evidence is appearing real. Now, that should give you a pretty big clue of your role here, because false evidence, false evidence now, so it's false. Being, it's not like an alternate fact or anything like that. It's false, <laughs> false evidence. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yes, it's false evidence. <laughs> How is it appearing real? It has to appear real to what's real. How else would it appear real? Yeah? So what's real is us. And then things come up in our head, backed by maybe, let's say, memory or, or perceptual verification, like you see that they're fucking with you. But really, the false evidence is arising, and then it can only reach the climax of seeming real if that which is real takes it to be so. Yeah, that's why something that drove you crazy yesterday didn't drive you crazy today. It was the same fucking thing, but you override the thing. We like to put ourselves in a victim position, but we are the dreaming of the dreaming. Therefore, there's like these little clues in the Course of Miracles, again, pointing to let's say, your true source, which is, you know, you and I are dreaming this dream. We forget that we're dreaming it. How do we do that? Humbly, I believe it's being identified as a self. And you cannot actually forget it. You seemingly forget it. So that which could not forget what's going on can seemingly forget what's going on if it believes it. Yeah. So God can fool itself, really, in a sense, if you want to call it that way. Nothing else could. Nothing else could fool God, but God could fool God. So, the false evidence appears real. So, the dreaming of the dream, I forget that I'm dreaming by being taking myself to be the dreamt, and then in this condition, I give everything I'm dreaming all the ability to affect me. Thoughts are dreaming, feelings are dreaming. Yeah? Now, alright, how does this go on where after, in time, I can see I've been force-fed a certain theme for year after year after year. I can't look at the thoughts and the feelings. I've got to look at the mind, the sense of ownership before the thoughts and the feelings and actions and the body. Yeah? Because the thoughts and the feelings, they're a wild goose chase. You've got to see that sense, that sense that holds the thought as its own as if it's the doer of it or it's the done-to by it, yeah? If you see that point, and you can because you're prior to it, you're not an afterthought, which is what the sense of self is. The idea of being you as a body, a historical action figure, is an afterthought. See, it never preceded seeing. It implies it precedes seeing, but it doesn't. So the seeing, yeah, so you can see what you're not. And what you're not is the activity of mind. Because mind doesn't just stay there. Mind is an assumption that gets constantly, constantly offered to us as big mind. Yeah? It's reinforced all fucking day by the thought system. And so suddenly, that false evidence starts appearing real. And as soon as it starts appearing real, now everything we're dreaming has the ability to affect us. And so, when a selfing hears this, he goes, all right, well, I'm going to fucking get down to it, I'm going to stop all these effects. That may not, see, that doesn't work in a way. What happens is, 
you see that which is being affected isn't you. So it's more of an acceptance than a, okay, I'm, I'm going to charge into perfection. You know what I mean? I'm going to become the embodiment of God in this six foot two frame or something. No, it's more of acceptance. It's like a, a great statement in recovery once from a lady sharing. She was talking about this inventory process we go through. And a lot of people, it's, you know, it's a drag and you've got to look at your own things. And, uh, <laughs> and she, said to, she said she had this hope when I'm done with the fourth step and the fifth step, everything was going to get much better. But what I found out was what happened is after I did the fourth step, fifth step, I just had the ability to set things as they were. And that's more like it to me. Yeah. When you see it's not you, the urban renewal project is canceled completely. <laughs> There's not going to be any fucking pouring money into getting that which you're not that much better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Suddenly, there's got, for this, there's going to become a lot, a lot of levels of enough that are going to be met. So, the chores and the, and the demands of the body life get met to a certain level. Body's cool with it, yeah. It doesn't need a throne at the beach. It just wants to sit on the sand. Yeah, it doesn't need a throne with everyone watching it, watching the surf. It just goes to the beach, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> when this reaches enough, suddenly the attention and interest that you are almost returns to you as the branch that it's meant to be squatting on. Yeah. So now, interest and attention, instead of being directed by the mental state at the next thing that's going to save me, or the next thing I have to have, or the next thing, or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like this interest tension is constantly being sent out on mental chores. Yeah? And because it's indiscriminate and unbiased, it just goes where it's directed. Yeah? So it's going into the past all day and the future all day. It knows there's nothing to fucking come up with there. It's been, I mean, it's a bloodhound. There's no fucking raccoon. You know, it's held it all out. There's nothing happening out there. <laughs> yesterday and tomorrow. None whatsoever. So the attention and interest is sort of like, oh, you know, okay, get the scent, find my fairy princess. Okay, runs. <laughs> But only because it's about you that it still seems to be driven there. What happens is when it ain't, when you see that which it's about isn't you, the interest and attention gets freed. Yeah? Freed from that direction by the mental state. And now it just sort of lands on where it wants to land. And it's being directed by a much higher force than we are. Yeah? And so now the interest and attention that used to be used to enslave you to yesterday and tomorrow, now enriches you now. You get to see rainbows. You don't miss much anymore. And whatever you miss, you weren't supposed to see anyway. It's as simple as that. So finally, after since I was six years old, I guess, I've been trying to get out of me my whole fucking life. And now, realizing <laughs> there isn't a me to get out of, <laughs> I finally reached the goal of being out of Paul, but it didn't happen for, by getting out of Paul. It was it happened by realizing I was never in Paul. <laughs> so what was untenable years ago is fucking okay, you know. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I get passed over once again. Fine, it's okay. <laughs> Wasn't me anyway. And the same thing with the talks. Thank God. I thank God. I never thought I'd been doing this. I thought I was doing it, maybe, but I never. The ownership of this never happened, at least till now, which has allowed it to go on. <laughs> wearing all orange suits if you followed me in the past. But not like not like Osho, but like San Francisco jail. <laughs> so and this happens without any thought of effort. And if you saw it from afar when you were a spiritual advocate, this would be the last place you'd wanted to end up. You wanted to be where there's fucking light and your hair's blowing in the wind and adoring, you know, spiritual nymphs are looking at you with great admiration and you're going to take advantage of it later. All this is happening, though. It's not, it never happens. It's not, not like that at all. <laughs> I mean, if you could return it, you would. You'd be an unhappy customer. <laughs> but you can't you can return something you got but you can't return something that you are that's the greatest news it really has nothing to do with you, you know? and that's what makes it always available at all times that's what makes it its approach is no approach at all you know, you know it's always available at all times right where you are with no requirement necessary except the ones you believe in yeah. And a lot of whatever you go through is just losing beliefs, really. You get more economized or pared down than any great additions. You just get scrubbed, so to speak. Just like a natural scrubbing. Not like, you, I got the greatest spiritual washing machine and I get in there. No. It's just light frictions and scrubs you off. Yeah, and uh, you get more economized. And then you actually, all that stuff that I seems so cryptic before become really true for you, which is, you know, the seeker is the sort. What's looking is what you're looking for. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. You know, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. All that stuff becomes really clear. Not because you read a lot, but because you see. And the thing is, you always are seeing. Yeah. And if you need any, any reinforcement of that, it's the basic event of everyone's day. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, which is the thing that's always going on, and we have the least amount to do with it. It's got to give you some hints, you know? Why would you take... To me, evidence isn't, doesn't matter. It's what the mind does with the evidence. So when you see, an, like, an example or a principle... The mind can just expand on it like that. Boom, 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 boom. A lot can be re revealed by one little vision, yes? Boom, 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 boom. And then when the mind is engaged in that and there's like an expansion in mind, it's not bigger mind expanding. Bigger mind can expand, in a sense. It's always all, everywhere, yeah? But with the expansion in, in the seeming little event, it reverberates and it never hits a wall. 
you get the sense of, of that all there is is space, you know? all there is is giant, giant space. And all these things have a, a nice effect on the action figure. It subdues a lot of those drives that have been meaningless anyway, really. I mean, how many experiences do you, did you think you have and where are they now? How many days that you thought were the greatest days and they get erased as soon as you go to sleep? It's gone. And then the next day, it's gone. This was my greatest day. Boop! Gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an extra sketch, constantly erasing. <laughs> you know? So, I found, that's why I have great confidence in mind, you know, and that these talks, I learned early on not to talk to you about being a mind. It's not going to go anywhere. It's totally futile. But you can talk to mind about you. Because if mind gets what we're sharing here, the gig is up, really. It, because the mind is the dreaming. And it goes, oops, oh yes. So now, and the beauty of it is, it doesn't have to vanquish the dreaming. It will dream itself out of the dream. And you'll know that you, that's happening because the dream will get happier. And that's been my experience with it. Yeah, you'll dream. You're in the process. We all are of dreaming ourselves out of the dream, knowing it or not. The fun part is to sort of know it, in a sense. Yeah. So we are all awake, literally, because of the consciousness, the expression of that. I don't think there's a giant thing called awareness. There may be that has these little pipes and you get a filtered awareness like you find oil or something like a shell or an arco and then you get a filtered consciousness yeah and if you don't pay your like monthly bill consciousness can get shut off it just seems like there's really no break of of let's say absolute and extension <laughs> I don't see there's a big gulf there yeah you know what I mean yeah, so like they say in Buddhism, you know, emptiness is form and form is emptiness. Yes, so basically there's no like, oh, that's that and then this is that. I don't believe so. This is appearing in that. Yeah, it's dream, it's dreaming, it's a dreaming. Yes, so when you you take these little statements and the mind chooses them, the mind mind is like, you know, I, I was always amazed when I was young. I got involved in tofu. We opened a tofu factory in Miami, 1977. And one of the biggest things I liked about tofu is that it doubles the yield of soybeans. So you have, you have a pound of soybeans, I think you can make about two pounds of tofu from it. I thought that was like the loaves and fishes story with Jesus, really, you know what I mean? You put like 500, 500 pounds of, tofu, of soybeans and you make a thousand pounds of tofu. What's wrong with that? That's like doubling. Yeah. So it's, in a way, that's what mind is like. Yeah. You put, you entertain, let's say, a little bit, and it goes a long, 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 long way. There's basically no stopping it. Yeah. So in mind, there's no periods or exclamations. It doesn't stop because there's a realization. It doesn't. It's just beyond that. Yeah. It doesn't stop. With, it's the question mark. The question mark is its drive, yeah. But see, in talks like this, people have a lot of questions, 
it's difficult really to want to answer questions when it's the answer that's having the questions. You just be like, maybe if I don't give any room for question, the answer will go on. That it's that, it's that which is asking the question. Would the Buddha seek the Buddha if the Buddha knew? <laughs> no. Yeah. The Buddha would immediately cease seeking the Buddha if it realized, hey, why would I be looking for myself? <laughs> why would I want to know myself while I'm being it? <laughs> I mean, knowing yourself is like, you know, a menu, and being it is like eating the breakfast, you know? You can collect tons of menus, but it's never going to get you full. It's where you need the feet, you need the sense feltness, you need to eat it, in a sense, yeah? Yeah. So, I think that's that, unless, you know, more's not better. I have to build this in because my talks are getting shorter and shorter <laughs> as I go. They are. <laughs> Sometimes I have to, they charge money, so they say, seven to nine, and I say, no way. <laughs> I agree to that, but it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> if it was new, it could be introductory. You can go on, but you know, more to certain at certain times isn't the best recipe. Less is good, and you can go with silence. But I think you know the seat assignment is the yap in my experience. So you know, it's too many people going into the silence. You know, but the thing is, like, let's say. Let's say you hear you're not a body, but don't you hear it as a body? That's not how it gets translated. It's like that clone, you know, and then uh, it's got human programming. It thinks it likes the Red Sox, then I know it's a clone. And so like, it likes the Red Sox, and it has pictures of people it's supposed to have relationships with, and has a whole story. But make the clone, the clone does better, right? When it thinks it's a special character, it works better, and shit like that. It's all about the money. So they have these clones. So let's say that clone gets indisputable evidence that it's a clone. You would think, hey, clone no, f- figures out it's a clone. So it goes on cloning, far out. But it's going to hear the, the message it's a clone from the human programming. The human programming is going to be the myth that catches that message. So the human programming may not like the news that it's a clone. <laughs> Yes, so it may go through a very psychotic break. <laughs> the clone will go through a psychotic break finding out it's a clone. <laughs> so would go, how would that happen? You know, I would think it was being a clone the whole time, so the news wouldn't be that disturbing. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> that sets us all a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? I was thinking of divorcing that imaginary person in the picture. <laughs> but when the clone has the human program, the human program is very fast in time, and it will rise and be the first myth that grabs the message. And once that this myth catches the ball, it makes the ball into something. Immediately, just like they say in all the neuroscience, you know, the observation distorts the observed. You know, it's all the same thing. So as soon as you look, you see something, you make something. Yeah? So especially when you think you're looking for yourself, you make something. You usually make something. And you're not going to recognize nothing as a something. Conceptually, no way. So a lot of people came 
for us to share this news with the hopes that it would save you time and also a lot of trouble. And if you have the eyes and the ears to hear it, and you, you know, I mean, nothing's going to be the gift that keeps on giving, really, in my experience. And wouldn't it be lovely to have a last answer, finally? And then the rest of your time here, you're just entertaining the possibilities that were offered by the last answer to the point where there hasn't been any drive for any other answer, which I can't say about all the other answers. Yeah? It's got a certain quality that it, it sort of can, can disengage that need for another answer or a turbocharged answer or an extreme answer or this answer. Yeah? To me, that's... You'll recognize its value. Yeah, you will, because it'll be quite different than everything else that gets peddled around you. It really will. You know? So, all right, I'm going to shut that off, I guess. You had your chance, no questions. <laughs>